Bez Hashem, we're learning Brochus Lamites Amit Beis. We begin from Lamites Amit Aleph, four lines from the bottom. Amr Abchia Bar Ashi. We're discussing here what's called Pas Tsenuma. Pas Tsenuma, somewhere is hard bread. Hard bread, which in order to eat the bread, you have to soak it. So the issues we're going to be discussing here is like this. Do you want to eat the bread when it's it's solid form? Or do you want to eat the bread after you make the bracha and it's ready in edible form? Okay? So the Gemara says like this. Amr Abchiyah Barashi. Pas Tznuma, the Cairo, a pas a piece of this hard, rock-hard bread which is soaked in the bowl. Mivorchin Aleah HaMoitzi. What bracha do you make? You make HaMoitzi. Gemara says further, Pligid the Rebchia says that you have to finish the bracha to the point where when you finish the bracha, now the past, the bread is edible. So Masikifla Rava, Rava has a question on Rebchia. Maish not snuma. What is the difference between the case of past snuma, which is this hard bread that needs to be soaked? The loy, you shouldn't make the bracha of Hamaitzi. Mishum dechikalio bracha apruso kakalia. Because by the time you finish making the bracha, you have a piece and not a shlema. It's not a complete piece. Okay? It's a, it's a broken up piece and it's not a complete piece. And we'll see over here that Rav is teaching us there's a mailu to make a bracha on a dove shalim, on a complete piece. So you have, as we'll see shortly, if you have different pieces in front of you, you want to make a bracha on the shalim, you want to make a bracha on the larger size piece. So he says over here, alapas, kakalio alapas, you want to finish making the bracha on the pas, which is shalim. Namiki ka gamro, aprusa gamro. When you finish it, on it's on the, on the prusa, you're finishing it. So are you finishing it on the shalem, or are you finishing it on the prusa? Elo amarava mevarech, first you make the bracha, v'achakach and afterwards, you are boitzea. Afterwards, you make the bracha. Nahardoi, Gemara tells us that in Nahardoi, the Bnei Yeshiva Nahardoi, of the they did like Rebichio, that they made the bracha only after, or rather they broke the bread only after they finished the bracha. Rabban of the, and the Rabbanan did, we're on the top of 39b. Rabbanan of the, the Chachamin did like Rava. The Chachamin did like Rava, and they made Hamoitzi, Mavarech Hamaitzi, and then they were Baitseya. So we hear the difference over here. Are you saying Hamaitzi Lechem in the Aretz and then breaking bread? Or are you breaking the bread while you are finishing at the time also being Baitseya? The same means to break the bread. Amravina, so, Amrali, Aim. Ravina says, My mother told me, Avuch Avid, your father followed the approach, Kirabichiyah. The Amar Rebichiyah said what? That you have to finish breaking the bread with the bracha. As opposed to Rabban of the 
Kirava. And Rabban Chum did like Rava, which was what? You make the bracha first, and then you break the bread. Mark concludes, Ve'ilchasa Kirava. The halacha is like Rava. You make the bracha, and then you break the bread. The Amar, Mevarich, first Rava said, you make the bracha hamaitzi, v'achakach, b'itzeya, and afterwards, you break the bread, you make, after you first make the bracha, and then you break the bread. Itmar. Mar says, v'ayt. They brought in front of the person pieces of bread, slices of bread perhaps, or shleimin, or complete pieces, meaning like a roll. Okay? Which one do you make a bracha on and exempt the other one? So let's just think the case in front of us. You have slices of bread, of toast, or you have, let's say, little rolls. Little rolls. Okay? But the shleiman, correct. So what should you make a bracha on? Right? Let's just make it very practical. You're at a simcha. You're at a bris. They have locks with kefir berries on the locks. And then they have, right, that was a commodity earlier, okay? And then you have your little rolls. You know, those little rolls, that's a complete roll. Or you have little slices of bread as well. So? The whole You have a little roll, complete roll. Or you have, or you have, complete, not cut. Yeah, or, or you have large slices of bread, which is larger than roll. What do you make the bracha on? Okay, so let's see what the Gemara says. We know what you can do. <laughs> now let's see what the Gemara says. Okay. They brought pieces of bread. Ushleimin and complete rolls as well. Rafunda says, like the bear over here, that you make the bracha on the pieces. Oh no, you said the other way, right? You said the other way. Okay, say. So now like, not like the bear. Okay, Rafunda says, you make a bracha on the pieces, and you pay there the shleiman, and you exempt the, the rolls. Rabbi Yechanan disagrees with Rafunda. Rabbi Yechanan says, Rabbi Yechanan says, that it's a mitzvah in the Mubchar to make the bracha on the what? On the shleima. Here, take a look where he's up. Take a look. Okay. Okay. So that's the machlekes. So the Gemara clarifies like this. However, what happens if you have different categories of grain? Well, there's barley, there's wheat, there's oat, there's spelt, there's rye. And we know there are different, they're choicest, and they're low, lower levels. So when it comes to grains, chita, wheat, is considered to be the highest level. How do we know this? Because it's where? It's in the Pasuk. It comes first. It comes earlier in the Pasuk. And that's how it works. Whatever comes first in the Pasuk, in Dvarim, ches, ches, that is what's, uh, what is what's more chasher. Barley. Next to land. land. Correct. Barley is afterwards. Barley in general in Halach in the Gemara is more of what's called animal food. Okay, I'm not saying that we can eat barley, but that's a, a lower madriga. So Gemara says like this. However, aval prusa shalchitin. If you have a piece of bread of wheat, shleima or shleima minasayrin, and the roll is complete of barley, barley roll. In this case, Divriakol even agrees, Mevarich al haprusa shelchitin. You make the bracha first on the prusa, on the wheat bread, the slice of bread of wheat, upoiter, 
And you exempt, and you do not make the bracha on the roll made out of the barley. Now, I just want to remind ourselves that we had discussed in the past that when it comes to making a bracha on that which is more um, specific, that which is more appropriate, such as our discussion over here, it gives more kovah to Kosh Baruch When you take, you have wheat, and you have barley, and you're making the bracha on the wheat, it's more chashim. As, as Abnachim said, that it, it's, it's closer to the word Eretz in the Pasuk. So that gives more chashivas to HaKosh Baruch It's more respect to HaKosh Baruch That's the basic understanding of what's going on over here in this whole sugya. Why is this further than to clarify what's going on here? This machlek is, is really can be found, our machlek is between Rav Huna and, and, and um, Rav Nachman can be on the, and Rabbi Yechon rather, <coughs> can be understood as Machlekes Tanoim. Om Rabbi Yerim Barabo, Ketanoi. This Machlekes by Paspruso of Chitim, or Soirim, is really based on Machlekes in the Mishnah and Trumas Perk Beis Mishnah. And when it comes to a person who's, ma, who's Mafrish Truma, separating Truma of the category of Batzel, of onions, and he has a complete onion, butzer shalim, which is small. Okay, I recently bought pearl onions. Pearl onions are very small onions. Okay, you, you could like pit, fit it on like a, on a half dollar. Okay, like an olive, yeah, pearl onions, not a shell. Shells are small, but these are pearl onions. Okay, or but it's a shalim, it's complete. Or you have a larger onion, but it's Cut open. A regular large onion. But it's cut open. It's not shelling. What is appropriate? Which one of those two to get to the kite? The smaller shelling or the larger opened onion? Okay. Ah, so we have an opinion here in the, in the audience. I want to say shelling. Okay, so let's see. Says the Gemara, Tormin Batsil Cotton Shalim. Ah, like, like was suggested, you should give a truma on the batzel cotton, smaller one, which is shalim. Avol loi chatsi batzel gadol, but don't give a half of a large onion to the kain. Rabbi Huda imer loiki elo chatsi batzel gadol. Rabbi Huda disagrees, and Rabbi Huda says, wait one second. Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah in Trumas in Perik Bay's Mishnah Hay. Says, when you're giving truma to the coin and you have an opened onion which is larger than the small pearl onion, give the larger one. Mara clarifies what's this mach like. Yes. <coughs> My lab, Most probably are arguing on the following. The mar sovar chashavot. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that if you are masrim, if you tell him to give the truma on the larger half onion, that's more chashev. And if you're doing the mitzvah of truma, so you should do it with more chashev. Umar sovar, shalim adif. Well, the other man Omar is of the opinion in the Mishnah that if you have a complete item, such as the pearl onion, that is more chashev. So that's what you should give to the kain. Samara so says first. Samara says, no. 
Mara says that Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda are not arguing on which one is is uh, of the milas are greater. Where there is a situation that there is a koyin around, and yet the mafish of Chuma, both the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda agree that shechoshiv odif mishol. That the Choshev, the larger one, that's half, is greater than the Shalim. Okay, let's repeat that. Both the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda are both in agreement that when the Koyin is around to give him to, give him the larger half onion over the small onion, which is Shalim. Keep Ligi, where is the, the mouth like it's The Lekka Koyin. The Koyin is not around to give the, the onion to. And that's where there's the machlekes. Do you give the larger half onion? Well, what's the problem with that one now? The problem is that the coin's not around. By the time he gets it, it's drying out already. Or do you give the shalem, which is smaller, by the time he gets it? That is how the Gemara is saying what the machlekes is in regards to the, the coin and the true. How do we know that it's the both degrees? It's non. How do we know exactly what the machlokes is about? So the mission says once again in Shumas Perik Beis Mission Dal the Kol Malkim Yesh Koyin. Anytime there is a Koyin around, that's Mezuman to give the Truma to Toyre You separate from the nicest of the fruit. And any time there is no kain mezuman, the kain is not around. Toyreim min hamiskayin. You should separate from that which is going to last longer. Well, what lasts longer? That which is not cut open. So even though it's smaller, it's more beneficial in this situation. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, ain't toyreim elamini Rabbi Yehuda will say, no. Even if the kain is not around, you should separate What's called Yafeh? The larger one. The larger one is called Yafeh, even if the Kayin is not around. Why, why, why is Dafeh large? Ah, since you find... The Gemara now goes back to the Machlokas we had with Rafuna and Rabbi Yechon. In regards to the Milo of Pas Shlema, of a complete piece of bread. Okay? So the Gemara says like this, we'll take the question online uh, in a minute. Amar Av Nachum Bar Yitzvok, if Nachman says, a God-fearing Jew, what should he do? He should fulfill his obligation uh, by both the opinion of Rafuna and Rabbi Yechina. What did Rafuna say? You make the bracha on the psisim, on the pieces. What did Rabbi Yechina say? Make the bracha on the shleimim, on the complete piece. Umanu, who is this Yerei Shemayim? Shemayim says, Mar. This is Mar, the son of Ravina. The Mar Bered Ravina Maniach Prusa Besoich Ashlema. Mar Bered Ravina will take the Prusa, the piece, and you put it underneath the Shlema, and you hold both of them at the same time. and he would break bread from both of them, or he would break bread from the top one, but he made the brach on both of them. And this is how we're saying he is Yoytzei Yedei Shneihem. Good? Yeah. Okay. 
Tony Tana Kamei, the Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchok. Maniach Prusa Besoich Shleima Ubeitzei Mavarich. You put the Prusa in in the Shleima, and you Ubeitzei Mavarich, and you make you break the bread and you make the bracha. Amalei Rav Nachum said, Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchok said to that Chacham Mashmecha, "What is your name?" Amalei he said back, Salmoin or Shalmoin. So he says, Amalei Sholoim Ata Ushleima Mishnoscha. In other words, you, your name is Salmoin. You have in your name the Lashon Sholoim. Your name is Sholoim. Sholoim Ata. You are peaceful. Ushleima Mishnoscha. And your learning is peaceful. Your approach is peaceful. Shasamta Sholoim Beinat Tamidim because you made peace amongst the Tamidim by taking the slice of bread and put it underneath the Sholoim and making a bracha on both of them. So you see over here, it's always best in halacha if it's possible to to make everyone happy la halacha and to be yoytz the holidays as much as possible to try to do so. That's the correct approach. Okay, second marvite. We now discuss breaking matzah, not bread, on the night of Pesach Seder. Amra pop hakol moidim. Everyone agrees that what. When it comes to the Pesach on the Yontif of Pesach, Seder night, Shemaniach Prusa Besoich Shleima Ubeitzeya. You take the Prusa, the broken piece, you put it in between the Shleiman and Beitzeya. Why do we do this? Because the Mara says, <coughs> turning to Lamites, Amit uh, soon, okay. Um, I'm sorry? So yeah. So he says, my timer. Says, because Maniach Prusa Besoch Shleima Ubeitseya. You put the Prusa, the broken piece, you put it Besoch Shleima in the complete piece, and you break the bread. Meaning the matzah. My timer. Because Lechem Oinik Siv. That's the minute. The minute is because it says Lechem Oinik. On Pesach Seder night, you want to have the poor man's bread. What is a poor man's bread symbolized by? A broken bread. Meaning broken bread here means matzah. And this is one of the reasons, by the way, lechem oiniksev, why by the actual, this bracha, there are those that have meaning not to use salt. Even though normally speaking, even though normally speaking, the, the, you, you always, we always discuss, have bread and salt, matzah and salt. But here, the, the emphasis on specifically when making the bracha of the matzah with the lechem oini, the poor the poor person is so poor he doesn't even have any salt, right? So once the Gemara is discussing the halachas of bread, meaning matzah on Pesach, we now continue with this topic to Shabbos. Amr Biyaba Shabbos when it comes to Shabbos and breaking bread, Chayiv Adam Soyo. You have to break bread on two loaves of bread. Shleimim, my time. So, Pazak says, Lechem Mishnah. You should have Lechem Mishnah. As is learned in Pashas Bishalach, which this week is Pashas Shmais. We'll have in a few weeks Pashas Bishalach. Based off the month. Okay. For Gmar, it says further, Amr Rav Ashi, Chazinu Lei Lurav Kahano. Rashi says that I saw Rav Kahano. When he is eating on Shabbos, so imagine a person comes back to the yeshiva and he says, Ah, oh, I had the schus to be by Rav Kahana for Shabbos. 
Let me tell you what I saw by Rav Kahana. Right? It's a, put, put it, Mamish, live it. Live the Gemara. Okay? Dinokitarti. What did he do? He took two loaves of bread together, which we call chalos. And he is what say, uh, he cut only one of them. Fine. Okay? So, in the ending where it says, Rabbi Zeiro have a botza akulu shirusa. Rabbi Zeiro, when he would cut the bread, he would cut enough for each person, or for himself at least, that the size they'd be cutting would be sufficient for whole entire suda. In other words, instead of cutting in slices, we'll call it a regular size slice, he would cut, let's say he would feel that he would, he would eat three slices during the Suda. He would cut one size piece of challah, three slices worth. Five slices worth. So, what are you thinking? That looks like a lot of challah. A little a bit of a, 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 a like a glutinous type of way of eating it, right? <coughs> so, Rabbi Zeira have a botsa kula shirusa. It looks like a, little bit, a bit of a gluttonous type of way of eating here. So Amrle Ravashi said back to Rav Ashi, since I don't do this a whole, a whole day, a whole week, every single day of the week. <coughs> Only today, COVID, I do this in Shabbos. It doesn't look like anything wrong. In fact, Adarav, it looks like I'm giving cover to Shabbos by giving a, a larger size piece. And that's brought down like this by Yechel Shabbos to have a larger size piece, to cut larger size pieces. Okay, fine. Let's go Bissel Vait. <coughs> now, Rav Ami, Rav Asi, he have Misrami Lurifto de Eruva. Rav Ami, Rav Asi, when they came across the bread for the Eruv Chatzeros. Mevarchin Alei, they make a bracha, HaMoitzlech Min Eretz, Aretz, they would make the bracha on this bread from the Eruv Chatzeros. Amri, they said, Hoyle v'zavet bay, mitzvahado, navet bay, mitzvah achriti. Once we did one mitzvah with it, let's do another, another mitzvah with it. And as we discussed this morning, earlier, this is this is um, this is basically the, this Indian that people will keep. Let's say the Chanukah, the oils uh, or the wicks. Some say make a medura out of the oil, but let's say the wicks from the Chanukah. And what do they do with it? They put it aside and they burn it with with the chametz, or they have the the the, the lulav and the, the aluminum, right? Whatever they left around and <coughs> dries out, and they burn it with the beer chametz, and for the same reason. Since it was used for one mitzvah, she used it for another mitzvah. Tap of Mem Omer Aleph. The Gemara says like this. Tap of 40a. Person makes a bracha rishayna. He has to make the bracha right away. And he should not have any interruptions. Make the bracha. And you eat the food. No interruptions after you eat. Omer Rab. Rav says the following. The person made a brach on the pas. On the bread. And before he ate, he said the following. Tol, bruch, tol, bruch. And he said, take a piece of bread and make a bracha. 
So what did the person do? He was soch, he spoke between the brach and achilo. He doesn't have to go back and make the brach. Why? Because the understanding is that this, that he spoke between the brach and achilo, that a person would have to go back and make the bracha. However, if you speak for the purpose of the mitzvah, the top, what you're doing, so that's not called a hafsik. It's called it's, it's a, called a, a sicha lutzayrich achilo. <clears throat> and therefore, you don't have to go back and make the bracha. For, furthermore, he says like this, Rabbi said, Havi melach, bring bread, or salt rather, bring salt, so you can dip the, bre- the bread in the salt. Havi lifton, or bring the dip, so that you could bre- dip the bread in the dip. Sarech levarech, you have to make a, you do have to make a new bracha. So one second. Isn't that a little bothersome? Because why is it bothersome? You need salt. And we learned this Gemara already. You need salt. So why are we saying that if you say to someone eat bread, we're saying that's not called a problem because that's part of the Indian what you're doing of the bracha. Here, when you're asking for the salt, we're saying it is a problem. Ah, so Rabbi Yechidin, Omar, he, just, he clarifies as follows. Afilu haviu melach, haviu lifton, nami einin tzarech levarech. No, Rabbi Yechidin says like this, even if you ask for the salt, even if you ask for the lifton, for the dip, it's not a reason which will require you to make a new bracha. I, we just said, <coughs> you do have to. So we'll see. So, another scenario is, gabul l'toyro, gabul l'toyro, or, he says here, if you have, if he, gabul means to feed the, the, the ox, feed the ox, he says here, tzarech levarech. Okay, you do have to make a new bracha. So if you told the Shamish, go feed the, go feed the ox, go feed us, he says, at this point, he said, Sarach Levarach. Rav Sheshis, Omar, Rav Sheshis disagrees on Rabbi Yechonah. Rav Sheshis says, no. Even if you tell the Shamish, Gabu Levarach. Why don't you have to make a new bracha? Even if you tell the Shamish, once again, look at the case. Please feed the ox. Please feed the ox. And then you may make, bite the, bite the bread. So, Rav Yechelen says, you have to go back and make the bracha. You made ask it. Rav Shesha says, when you ask the Shabbos to go feed the ox, after you read made Hamayi Tzalech Manaris, before you took a bite, you don't have to make the bracha. Why not? Says the Gemara, the Amar, Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, even this is the Amar Rav, also, Lodom, Yishayayichal, Koydim, Shiitei, Meichel, Behem, Toi. It's also for a person to eat before he gives his animal to eat. Shinemar, it says in the apostle, you give Aesib a son of him, then it says, for yourself. Excuse me, so what do you see first? First, you see that you, you give your animals to eat, then you give yourself to eat. But, are you allowed to drink before your animals? Yes. So when it comes to drinking, we had learned by Rivka, Rivka Imenu, that you let her drink because she said to Eliezer, Ever Avram, drink, the Gam right, also the, the camels, she gave to drink as well. 
but the, the, a person is not allowed to drink before his animals drink, but a person is not allowed to eat before his animals eat. So we have to we have a question still to clarify. So Amar Rava Bar Shmuel Mishum Rabbi Chia Einam I'd say Rishon Litzoya Anshi Vio Melech I lift liftnei Kol Echad VeEchad. So he says the Mitzaya is not allowed to break bread until the the salt or dips are brought in front of everyone at the table, because when they make their Hamaytzi or when Hamaytzi is made, they should have salt or or dips to dip it into. To dip the bread into. Is it dip or salt? There's dip and or salt. So I mean, if, if, if you, <coughs> the dip doesn't sound necessary. The yeah. salt does sound necessary. Right. The, the Gemara is only oi, one or the other. Maybe because you dip into the, the dip. You dip, in the, you dip the bread into the dip, or you dip the bread into the salt. One or the other. Is right. Well, let's let's, let's see further. Rava Bashmul Iklo Lebeirish Guluso. Rava Bashmul went to. The Reish Gelusa, Apikulei Rifto, and they brought out bread, Apikulei Rifto, Ubatzalehedja, and he went ahead and he broke bread and he made the bracha and he went to go eat. But he didn't wait until they brought salt or dips. And he didn't fulfill what he himself said is the halacha. Right? He's the one who said, that when you bring out bread, you have to wait to make sure there's melach or lifting, bread or salt. So they asked him, Did you retract from what you said that before you eat the mevarech, eats the bread or salt, uh, eats the bread, he has to have salt and, 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 and dip and or dip in front of everyone? No. This case is different. So, Rabbi Bashmul said, "Less dain sarich bishash." In this case, this bread does not require bread. It does not require salt or dip because it's a very fine flour. It's a higher quality. It's by the Reish Gulusa. It's a higher quality. Since it's a higher quality, it does not require a um, salt or or dip. What's the reason why you have to have a salt? You should have a salt or dip with your bread. Because it adds flavor to it. And the point is, when you make the bracha on something, and then you eat that food, it should be flavorful. So if you have a flour which is of a finest quality, you already have that milo, that benefit of having its its uh, good taste to it. Now, once you already said one halacha from one gemara, from the name of Rav Bashmuel, the name of Rav Chiyo, we're going to say another one. Even though it has nothing to do with what we just spoke about. I saw the salt you bring because of the... The salt for Kabbalah because of Kabbalah and the tail is Mizbeach. That's another reason, right? That's another reason why why it's uh, we have salt on the, with the bread. Um, and in fact, it's always good to have the Mishrubans down from the Gemara as well and the Zaya College that it's always good to have salt on the table. It's, it takes away Din because like the Mizbeach, just like Mizbeach takes away Din. It's all correct as well. Right. So right. you say another so, reason. So, so here... Right. Here the bread already had the flavor... So, uh, it didn't need the salt. But is it good to have it? Yeah, there are other benefits, other reasons why it's, you know, the Zayat Kodesh says to dip it three times into, uh, into, into, um, salt. You know, our, our bread, this, you know, is very tasteful. It's tasty already. So, I'm sorry, it has salt in it, that's for sure. That's for sure. I, I did do my research on that. 
And I was told that uh, I asked the professional uh, bread bakers, my wife, and she was uh and they said, oh, you better believe it. If you don't put the salt in, it like mamish ruins the whole entire challah. You know, um, so it, it, it has already inside of it. But it's, the meaning is still to dip it for other reasons. Let's just ask him out here for now. In order for a person to relieve his body from the urine when he goes to relieve himself in the bathroom, it does not fully relieve himself, the Meirik unless the person sits down. Until he, unless he totally sits down. Amarav Kahano. However, if a person is relieving himself by offer tichuach, then even if he's standing, if it's soft, if he's relieving himself in those days, they didn't have, like we have bathrooms, of course, like we have today. And the concern was, if a person is standing, the concern is the splat will come, the, the urine will splatter back on him. And there was a concern that maybe people think that he drips down when he leaves the urine. And therefore, he's not able to uh, have children because that means the zera that comes out from him doesn't shoot out like a chetz, and therefore his children that he have that he has are mamzerim. So it's a whole going around over here. So in, in order to avoid all of that, so the person is going to hold himself back and not splatter on himself. And that's what the gemara is saying that the meirik lime does not release uh, itself all from the body because the person is not going to splatter on himself. However, if he's releasing the fluid on on soft earth, where it's not going to be a concern of splattering back at him, even if he's standing, it's not a problem. That, that, that he will be able to relieve himself of the Merig Lime. And if there is no another way to stand and relieve relieve the Merig Lion from his body is by standing on the on a place where it's slanted and therefore won't splatter black back at him either. The says after all of your eating, Echo Melach, you should eat salt. After all of your drinking um, after all of you drinking, she say, "Mine, drink water." And if you do this, this approach, after all of you eating, have salt, and after all of you drinking, which was maybe you was drinking of wine, drink water, then you will not be nizik. You will not get damaged at all. The Magen Avram, by the way, says we learned this not too long ago in the Mishnah here, and we see, by the, by the way, the connection between everything in Mishnah here over here in the Gemara Rachas. Is that Bismana said it's not okay, it doesn't apply. Okay, these these this specific gemara here. Nishtan Hatava perhaps, Tanya Lamiachmila, another Braisa, Achakola Khilosko, Echo Melach, Achakol Shiosko Shemayim, Iataniza, Viataniza. Can be after all of you eating, drink, uh, have a little salt, and after all of you drinking, drink a little water, and you'll not be damaged. Tanya Idoch, another Braisa. If you ate food, but you did not eat salt afterwards, as well as, if you did drink uh, other drinks and you did not drink water afterwards, if you did this by day, you should be concerned of bad breath. It might come to the person. If a person did this at night, 
Yidag Mivnei Atzkara. Not only should be concerned of a foul odor from his mouth, but he should be concerned even worse, and that is Askara. Askara is the worst of all deaths, of all Misa. But, as I mentioned from the Magin of Ram, that is not Negea, these, this, these uh, salt, uh, or, or, uh, or, um, the, the salt after you eat the, the food, or the water after you, um, have uh, other drinks is not the gibbs man. The Zed does not apply. Um, so apparently, Arskul doesn't translate the word Askura, but in the bottom they might say diphtheria. Okay, basically, basically it's a, it's a strangulation of the throat. That's that's uh, that's uh, what the Tamid Rebbe Kiva died from, uh, Askura, which is we say is the worst misa, the worst the, the worst the death. Um, we'll pick up from here and tomorrow, and we now continue with Rabbi Shane in the Halacha Share, Prat Halacha Series.